These days, I tend to get over Missouri football losses pretty quickly, but actually losing Dominic Lovett potentially, well, that feels a little bit different to me. Plus, let's talk about Missouri against Wichita State in basketball tonight. How do I like the Tigers' chances? Well, let's talk about all that and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And this episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks, a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Locked On at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Speaking of extra, well, it was extra disappointing to see a couple days ago the news come out, at least according to anonymous sources over at 247sports.com. The Dominic Lovett, the Missouri wide receiver, one of the leading receivers in the SEC this year, is going to be entering the transfer portal. And with Gabe DeArmond over at Power Mizzou, Dave Matter over at the St. Louis Post Dispatch, among order among others, excuse me, also commenting on this, basically confirming this through other sources. It sure doesn't look like Dominic Lovett is coming back next year. And that's just that's just sad to me. It really is. And and it, it is nothing personal with Dominic whatsoever. This is this is just about the whole sport in general. And, and as I said in the tease here, you know, I, these days even the Auburn loss as much as that left me literally lying on the floor at one point at the end the very end of that football game. You know, by the next day, I was kind of over it and on to the next thing. Hey, let's let's turn on the Chiefs and see what old Patrick Mahomes is up to. But you know what? I'm kind of glad that because of some behind-the-scenes stuff that I won't bother you all with the details. Well, I'm glad I didn't have a show yesterday because I really was emotional about the whole thing because just at a certain point, when you're like me and you've devoted years of emotional capital, if you will, to Missouri football and actual time and money, by the way, season tickets and buying beer at the game and all this other good stuff and and having a great time generally, by the way. But still, sports is one of those things that's often been said that you can basically throw pure and total emotion into it without any real consequences. And yes, that's sort of silly, in a, in a way, right? But that's the thing. Fandom is never supposed to be rational. And something I mentioned Gabe DeArmond earlier, well, in his 10 thoughts yesterday, I do want to share a thought that Gabe had. He said, I think the main thing is that fans have always wanted to believe that the school and the uniform matters as much to the players as it does to them. Sorry, but it doesn't and it never has. These kids are all using these schools as a place to play football and a stepping stone to what they hope will be an NFL career. There's nothing wrong with that, and he goes on to compare you know, how, hey, I went to Mizzou for journalism school, and nobody cares if I go somewhere else, and blah, 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 blah. I think the main point here is that what Gabe 
what he really puts on here is that yes, sports and, and sports fandom is all kind of ridiculous at a certain point. But haven't we all known this? I think we've all known this at a certain point. Yes, we realize that, especially in pro sports, that whether you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, Kansas City Chiefs fan, yeah, Patrick Mahomes didn't grow up as a, as a Chiefs fan as a kid like I did. Yadier Molina didn't grow up as a St. Louis Cardinals fan. So yeah, when he was 19, 20 years old, it didn't mean as much as it did to him. But over time... Certainly Yadier Molina, for instance, and Adam Wainwright has meant a heck of a lot to the St. Louis Cardinals and their fans. Eventually, it did sort of become something that, hey, we're all rooting for jer- for jerseys, right? To No, eventually, I'm actually rooting for this human being because while, yes, it's ridiculous to think that any of us know Yadier Molina or Patrick Mahomes or Brady Cook or Dominic Lovett, for that matter, at a certain point, you feel like you do. There's a reason, as much as I love this Missouri basketball team this year, there's a really good reason that Kobe Brown gets the biggest ovation by far when he gets introduced every single game so far this season. It's because Missouri fans know him. The fans like me who've been showing up to these games for the last few years, regardless of how good they've been, well... We remember Kobe Brown, and even though we don't really know him, we kind of feel like we do. And unfortunately, whether you think it's silly or not, again, eventually real connections have been made. Lawrence Bowers was from Memphis, Tennessee. Well, guess who still hangs around and lives in Columbia, Missouri, and works with the university and organized a charity basketball game this summer where a bunch of other guys who Missouri fans have emotional connections to like Doug Smith and Henry Josie and and Brad Smith and a million other different names that depending on what age you are those are connections that bring you back to your childhood and I just worry that if every single year even if guys aren't gonna leave as much maybe as it seems just the threat of every single year that guys, your best players, for instance, Trevin Brazil, Makai Wingo, and now apparently Dominic Lovett, well, if they can just all up and leave without any consequence or any sort of agreement or contract on the other end, well, that kind of ruins a lot of this, what I would say is sort of the, the, the game, if you will. And I mean that figuratively. The game is the work, if you will, to use wrestling parlance, is that, yeah, actually, these guys do care about Missouri as much as we do. And, hey, we're all in it. We're root, root, root for the home team. And, by golly, when the Cardinals win the World Series, they come running out of the dugout and all hug, and it's all it's all good. Now, the reality is, yes, some of these guys probably don't get along that well. And even more to the point, some of these guys are just teammates. They haven't even been on the team together for more than a few months or so. But in those moments, boy, it sure feels like something's happening. And I do just worry that over the long term, this really hurts college football. Don't get me wrong. I think predicting ruination for the sport is jumping the gun for sure. But can I just say that I hate this? I I just hate it completely. And what I hate is clearly just, again, you're you're ruining the whole game if you think that 
we can just have people be free agents every single year. There's got to be some kind of pushback to this. In fact, I hate to say it, hey, the one-year transfer rule, well, it turns out that actually worked, by the way, but if you don't want to go there, if you think that you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, if you will, on that particular rule, well, how about this? How about we start giving some of these kids some actual television money? How about Missouri and every team in the Southeastern Conference can maybe have a franchise player, just like you have in the NFL? But here's the deal. If you're the franchisee, well, you get a million bucks of that television money that Missouri is getting paid out. So it shouldn't just be that, by the way, name, image, and likeness. It's just once again, hey, all you donors, all you season ticket holders, just go ahead and throw more money at us because, no, we, we, we have free labor and we're used to that. It's so ridiculous, this whole system. And by the way, again, I have no problem with for instance, Luther Burden, who is apparently sticking around, he has said that explicitly now. I don't have any problem getting that sweet, sweet, rusty drewing money. I don't have any problem with him selling chips and stuff. In fact, let's just get rid of even more rules. By all means, let the schools pay these guys directly as employees. Because if you're going to go this far, speaking of not being able to put the toothpaste back in the tube all this back-channeling nonsense that's clearly been happening. You don't think other programs have contacted Dominic Lovett? You don't think Missouri's contacting some of the players that they shouldn't illegally via back-channeling? Well, that would be incredibly naive. So basically, NIL has solved absolutely nothing for this actual sport other than, well, I'm glad some guys are getting some money, but as far as the actual fans go... How has this been good for any of us? Somebody explain that to me. And coming up, it's not just Dominic Lovett. A few more other notable Missouri players are planning to enter the portal. So let's talk about them. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. And I tell you, this time of year can be tough to figure out the right gift. Well, from my experience, getting somebody Omaha Steaks is always a winner. It's the gift that truly keeps on giving. And as I said before, the holidays are here. So you want to achieve gifting greatness, you got to go with Omaha Steaks. And when you do, go to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout for $30 off your order. We're talking filet mignon, boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, even some easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Hey, guys like me that are lazy love that kind of stuff. So, once again, Omaha Steaks is a gift. You give from the heart a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout for that extra $30 off. Minimum order may be required. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen today. How about for your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories, go beyond the box and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. That's Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, I talked a lot about the emotional impact 
of losing a guy that I'd really come to like the last couple years, Dominic Lovett. Of course, had a true freshman season that was, I wouldn't say underwhelming or anything, but certainly Missouri fans like myself were looking forward to see what Dominic would do in his year two and to just see him break out and then say, hey, see you later. That's kind of a tough one for sure. But on the football field, it's also a blow, maybe an even bigger blow. Forget about emotions, right? At a certain point, we are still just going to keep rooting for Missouri. I certainly hope that this sport doesn't become as sort of regional as as Major League Baseball has become. I, I just think that college football, when it's great, it, it's just the best thing that there is. But also an incredible amount of problems as well. But speaking of the portal, again, going to be tough to replace somebody like Dominic Lovett. Perhaps Missouri will find a receiver in the portal. But frankly, we're going to need Luther Burden to step up. We're going to need guys like Makai Miller, hopefully to have a big-time sophomore jump, hopefully like Dominic Lovett did. But you know what? Who the heck knows who's going to transfer from the team into the team, but it just seems hard to believe that Missouri's going to be able to replace that production on the field. Now, some other notable players, Tyler Macon, the quarterback, along with cornerback DJ Jackson and defensive end Travion Ford, also reportedly entering the transfer portal. Not too many surprises there, in particular in the case of Tyler Macon, obviously the East St. Louis product. A four-star player, Elite 11, just didn't quite work out. Maybe it'll work out in a new spot, but it does, you know, on the football field, I will say, obviously not a huge impact for next year. I don't think anybody thought Tyler Macon was going to be the starter next year, and also Travion Ford surprisingly didn't really see the field this season for Missouri in his sophomore campaign. And really the most notable part of that is that while it doesn't not a huge loss in terms of this season to next, one of the biggest pluses, probably the biggest plus, right? The biggest argument for Eli Drinkwood so far has been his recruiting, at least his on paper recruiting, right? Star rankings. Hey, how does rivals in 24-7 sports how do they how do our how do our high school recruits compare to everybody else? Well, Tyler Macon and Travion Ford were two of the absolute most highly ranked guys of that 2021 vaunted Missouri recruiting class. Maybe the best recruiting class on paper in 10, 20 years for the Tigers and perhaps the internet recruiting era may have been number 1 rated depending on where you look. Well, unfortunately, that's kind of a ding against that argument. But fortunately, Dalen Carnell, a guy who was part of that class, did really have a huge breakout season for Missouri. And Jack Sobel of the Columbia Missourian, among other reporters there, reporting that Dalen Carnell has, has confirmed that he's going to be back for the Tigers next year. Again, that wasn't even on my radar that he was going to transfer or maybe even would possibly transfer with Martez Manuel not coming back next year, you would think a guy like Dalen Carnell, that would just be a no-brainer, right? And maybe it is a no-brainer for him. It just shows, you, just shows you where we are if we need to actually confirm that apparently everyone on the two deep, we need to talk to every single one of them and figure out, hey, are you coming back next year or not? 
I don't really love this. Is every single year going to be recruiting season? Are we going to have more graphics up on social media? Are guys going to announce every single year that they're coming back? As you can tell, I'm already a little bit exhausted by the off season. Is it really the off season already? I don't know about you all. I liked it better when there was actual Missouri football. But, hey, a bowl game coming up, so even though we'll probably throw out a JV squad, at least something to look forward to there. But I'll promise you this, Dennis Gates and the Missouri Hoop squad, not going to be throwing out any type of JV team tonight at Wichita State. This should definitely be Missouri's biggest test so far especially with a true road game. So what do I think about Missouri's chances tonight? Well, I want to tell you all about that. But first, a word from our sponsors. Well, there are 363 Division I basketball teams this year. And so far, your Missouri Tigers are the 14th fastest team in terms of adjusted tempo in the entire country. Also, 11th fastest in terms of average possession length. So that definitely comports with what our eyes have been telling us about Missouri. Well, what does Wichita State like to do this season? Well, quite the opposite. 330th, again, out of 363 in terms of adjusted tempo. So, Wichita State. What's it going to be? What kind of game is it going to be tonight? Will the Shockers be able to slow Missouri down on their home court and make Missouri play a slower-paced game? Well, if you look at the projections, you look at the over-under over at betonline.net, just 140 is the total currently, which strikes me as quite low considering Missouri most of Missouri's games this season. But again, That definitely factors in Wichita State's tempo. The numbers are saying they're basically splitting the difference here and saying, well, it's not going to be quite as slow as most Shockers games are, but it probably won't be as fast as most Missouri games are. Tigers are two-point favorites, according to betonline.net, by the way. So what's my take? Well, my take is I just don't think that Wichita State is going to want this smoke tonight. I really don't. I, I While Missouri, again, just a two-point favorite, I would take the Tigers to cover here. And I think I think the, the total going over is pretty likely as well, simply because I actually think it's the Tigers who are going to dictate tempo. I think the Tigers have more depth. And just from the limited highlights and limited data that I have on the Shockers so far this season – None of their big guys exactly scare me. I just don't think that Wichita State has the guard depth either to be able to control the game with ball handling and just make it as slow as they possibly can. I I just think Missouri, I just think it's going to be really tough to to get Missouri out of its game for almost any opponent this season, especially the Shockers. You look at who Wichita State's played so far this season, the type of games they've been in, lots of games in the 50s and 60s. I'm just not really seeing it. I I just think this is going to be too much. I don't think they've seen a team like Missouri yet. So I really think the Tigers are going to win this game relatively easy. Let's say Tigers by eh, 10 or 12 or so, and they score in the 80s. 
So with all that being said, I'll certainly be back tomorrow to talk about this Missouri Shockers game. Hopefully another Missouri victory. But also thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen. For your next listen, again, check out Locked On Sports today. The big stories, the instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get finer podcasts. So until tomorrow, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.